it's a very unorganized structure. But, it's very free form. But it's functioning. Though. Yes, it functions. It's yeah. like there is still a means to an end of going, yeah. I want to get to this goal. Yeah. And the way that I like to look at things too, going, here's the goal I want to get to. Here's where I'm at. All right. Well, does this help me get to that goal? Mm -hmm. Like I, I tell people all the time this story. I go, you know, so many people are so caught up in the battles. Okay. They got to win every battle. Okay. Oh, they got to prove their point. I go, I could give a fuck about any of the battles. I want to win the war. Interesting. What does that mean? The that war. Mean, what is the war? The bigger picture. Okay. The goal is at the end going, if I want to go and... I want to be this certain thing going, well, here it is. I got somebody in there kind of giving me resistance over here. I, you know what? I don't agree with what they're saying and stuff, but I'm going to let them win that battle Okay. because I don't care. You could win every fucking battle as long as I know, because this is what my goal is, right. this thing here. So I don't have to agree with you on any of this stuff, but I know that I would rather say, okay, you win, you win, you're right. You're right, you're right, mm -hmm. because that's that's not, if I do it the other way, I'm going, oh, I, I might win, but now I might lose that chance of winning the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's like going, makes sense. That makes trying sense. to go and just say, wait a minute, why would I want to go and get in, in an argument with this guy that I'm hoping is going to go do these things and give me money or get more involved with mm -hmm. me, mm -hmm. and now we disagree on something, and I'm going to make it, I'm going to play a hard line mm -hmm. that i got to get my point across to him to the point where I'm going to piss him off, where I'm uh -huh. going, wait, I'd rather let him win. You right. win because I want this from you. Right. And this is not that. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Instead of having every battle. It's like, I don't care. You know what? Mm -hmm. What's the bigger picture? You know, here, you're, you and your wife are arguing about something. Uh -huh. um, you know what? I think I'm right. Okay. But I don't want to fight with you. Right. You could win because I, it's like going... <laughs> You win because I do not want to be in a fight with you. It's more miserable to have you angry at me than to be like, all right, honey, it's not you're worth right. it. It's not worth it. Right. And it doesn't help my cause. I got to live with you every day. And if you're going to be more pissed at me because I had to be right, even if I was right, yeah. it doesn't matter going, you know what? You want to play hard? Fine, you win. There you go. You got it. Right. Because I don't have to be right. Right. My goal is that I want to be able to go and have everybody get along. Right. So if you got to be right, fine, you're right. You win. <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> so the future of drums, the future of electronic drums, where's it, where's it, or just where's it going? Where's it going? Not who cares well, where it was. Well, it, it going? what's interesting is that where it's going, it's it hasn't really changed very much. There are things that have changed in making electronic drums more acoustic-like. Who cares about that? Yeah, well, I understand. That's right. how I feel, too, about yeah, it. But yeah. this is where the industry is putting focus. They are not... There is no one exploring that other portion. Why is that? Because that's what I want to talk about. I could give a fuck about the industry. I want to know... You can turn it. Right. I want to know where... Where I would like it to go? Well, where, yeah, where do you think it should go? Where, where I think what, it should, what should go. What should drummers, I do? Think what should drummers it, do with this stuff? What I think that should go on yeah. is that there should be there should be more exploration uh -huh. of various timbers and tones and rhythmic possibilities that are not standard drum sounds. So make new instruments. 
more expressive sounds that do the same thing. Okay. So if you go, all right, here's a kit. Okay. So if you want to go and create a rhythm section for a piece of music, you yeah. go, all right, there is a proven formula of going, okay, you've got that low end bass drum, which is a driving factor. Right. Then you've got the accent factor of your snare drum, which is in here. Then you've got, you know, these other little colors you put in through your toms yeah. and other riding elements and accent elements that you have with your cymbals. Okay. So you've got, what, four components there. Mm -hmm. So you could break down any kind of components into those categories. Okay. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be a driving low-end thing. Okay. It's going to be an accent thing. Okay. Or it's going to be a color thing. Okay. So if you take those three things now, it's like going, let's put it that those sounds are not drum sounds anymore. No. So now going, I'm going to go and create some sort of rhythmic expression, mm -hmm. but it's not using drums. Yeah. It's using expressive sounds that are new. Okay. That are still in a range that can drive music, but it's, that's where I, I think that, uh, like experimental music okay. is like coming in. And I think that, that that's going to evolve more with what's happening on the, on the level of, of non-musicians getting into the game. Because like I was how, saying... People, how does that work? How does that work? How that works is because somebody might not have all the facility that, say, a school drummer would have. Okay. But doesn't mean that they can't keep a rhythm. Sure. And their, their asset is, my asset is my free thinking of not, taking different tones. I'm encumber. not going to be restricted by, yeah. oh, I got to be riding on a hi-hat and I got to do this over here and yeah. I got to do that. It's like, oh, wow, I got a driving, alternating, rhythmic thing, which is just breathing almost like synth stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Well, you know, it's they like just going, know that it feels it good. It just feels good and yeah. it drives something. Yeah. So it's like just taking, I think that taking away from what, exactly what they're doing, all the companies are doing with, uh, with electronic drums now yeah. is not what I would do. Right. It's like going, I would say, go, well, fine. Go buy their electric drum set that sounds like your acoustic kit if that's what you want to do. Because they're, they're making a left here? Yeah, make a right here. Make a right. So because they're, because they're trying to make it a drum set. Still. They're all trying to make it a drum set. And going, there's plenty of electronic drums out there. It's like going, and if I wanted to go and have something that sounded really real, I, I would go and use a real drum set. Yes. It's like that's what it does. And, and I, see, and that's my whole point is that I don't feel like there's time to hope that they get it you know like time's your only true enemy oh yeah and so like so if I'm gonna get some some pads and make some music so it's the thing you said before about creating zones of sound and 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 looking at it not like a drum set probably don't obviously don't set it up like a drum set you know? well that I don't think that that even matters I mean there's different ways you can approach it mm -hmm. the fact that you have a facility that you feel comfortable with mm -hmm. a certain way that you want to go and access things that's what you learn as a drummer okay so if you're coming from a drummer's perspective, if you're from a drummer's perspective now okay. if you're not a drummer it's free form you can do whatever right. you want to do whatever works for you I don't think there should be any kind of limitations in that that you have to... Is that the Starbucks you were talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been to that before. There's no outdoor thing. I don't know. 
you know, so adhering to a standard, I think that it's, you know, just, it's, it's expression. And I don't think anybody is limited from expressing themselves creatively. No, no. And so just because somebody isn't, you know, a technically schooled instrumentalist doesn't mean they can't create music. Absolutely. It's like going, you've just got to do it differently. Yes, one just has some theory behind it, and the other one, anybody who wants to make a thing, why not make a thing? Exactly, and going, you know what, if you want to go and explore these avenues and try and do different things, do different things. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously there's a structure that's been, you know, going, implemented. You're going to be my, my uh, do I go straight? You go straight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then I'll make a right on Lincoln. Okay. I just want to say it on the thing, I want people come over to your house. Just say right, left, whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's like I would like to see some of that stuff. There were like things that that I always looked at as a really cool thing because you know coming from the days of when everyone had MIDI gear and yeah. and you know that you've was a big hope MIDI. Yeah. Well, yeah. and you know what? It's interesting because it, it just was. Uh, I think a lot of people just really didn't get it what it was mm. and the fact that it went it, it almost like not that it went away but when digital audio became cheap to record everything digitally and not use MIDI okay everybody was like fuck MIDI you know who cares about that yeah we don't need it anymore we don't need it anymore right. going um yes you do it's like because that is a communication language of the articulation of what you're doing mm -hmm. it's giving all the information it's not the sound Just right it's like I just called it. You know, back there was a club. Uh, it was called Classico. There used to be a nightclub called Jezebel's. Oh yeah. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of Jezebel's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like I, you know, I so just. So MIDI is important because why again? Well, because MIDI is all the data of what's being hit, yeah. how hard it's being how hit, it's what hit. other, all yeah. the duration, all that information. Yeah. That it's hold MIDI holds way more information than the audio does. It's different. It's different. Absolutely. So it's like if you go, I want to manipulate something, it's a lot easier to manipulate MIDI data than manipulate digital audio True. data. True. So if you're going to start and you say, okay, here's my performance. My performance should just be the data of my performance. The sound is irrelevant. Interesting. Because I could put any sound in. Interesting. But the data of my performance. Th that's right. Actually, what you're doing and what's going on. So it's like when you have that digital audio file, you're going, hey, guess what? It doesn't say a velocity in there. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, it does all it is is a sound and a, a duration it's a of sample. the sound. It's a sample, yeah. So that there's not very much information in there. No. Where when you have the MIDI data that's in there, you're going, oh, I could put any sound in here and More pick and choose and do different things with it. Right. And then I could articulate different data going into the pool that's going to affect the sound receiver right. to do different things. And one of the things that I had realized when I had uh, worked with Kurzweil in the late 90s making a controller yeah. for them that we were using a K2000 and this event station controller that I, I was making for them. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I implemented that was continuous controller mm. values being on every input. Continuous controller. Mm -hmm. Like a pitch wheel yes. or a mod wheel. Yes. So it's like going, well, those things change that timber and give it expression. Yes. So I'm like, 
in electronic drums, they use continuous controller information on the hi-hat. Okay. Open, close hat. Yeah, open, and then the varying degrees, and, and they, they'll simulate different stuff that could go on through continuous controller messages. Okay. And usually how that's done, it's done internally in the box itself. So okay. you don't even have any control okay. of that. So it's fixed. It's, it's, it's a fixed, fixed thing. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so, uh, so one of the things that I was like going, wait a minute, continuous controller is a form of expression. Yeah. So if you go and you have modulation attached to the sound, now every time you hit it, the sound is different because you're modulating it at a different level. Mm. So that adds to the expression of the thing that you're doing. Mm. So if you go and you say, it's like now what the whole route that they've taken with everything that they do is going, okay, well, you're going to have whatever, eight or 20 or whatever samples mm -hmm. that create that one sample so it sounds more realistic. Oh, yeah. They're, and they're going, trying to add depth. Yeah, so yeah. you're adding more realism and more expression onto yeah. that sound. Mm -hmm. Which is fine, and I'm not saying that that isn't a cool way to do things, but yeah. now you got this huge file too. Yeah, right. To emulate. To emulate drum. this thing over here of yeah. going, and there it's, and you could use that same technology of, of multi-velocity samples and do the same thing that I'm saying with the continuous controller stuff going, oh, I got a bunch of different samples that I sampled those things right. and did that, but I got one. Oh, was this one? No. I got one sound there uh -huh. that it's like, oh, afterlight. Okay. It's like I got this sound that's yeah. like going, oh, my one sound on this drum is is 40 megabytes. Right. But, but, like, but what a waste of all that. What a waste of it. Because why not have different things? In why those not have a morphing element that's yeah. morphing between this point and that point, yeah. and you have the expression in between? Exactly. But instead, it's like going because it's pushing more memory sales and high, more processors oh, well, and all this that's kind crap. of stuff. So they want to take everyone to the next level of needing more processing to do anything. Yeah. That 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 that's a shit show. I mean, that's why we can't even. I feel like we can't even bring manufacturing current manufacturing into this you know like like i'm just fascinated with what bitchin shit can we make with the electronics back to back to when the bat cave was around you know and and you know you were, i mean god your thing was like this you know it probably didn't look cool to you but to me i mean you had this bitchin video shit and this bitchin i mean it was like the bat cave to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a trip, man. You know, I mean, so like that should that shit's there's got to be somebody setting sail, huh? And nobody setting sail. No, well, it's like I, I, I think to go and be an innovator and someone who explores different things like yeah. this, it's it's something going if you're not being supported financially in some way to do this. Do you have to have money to make art this way? Well, it's not that you, it depends what you want to do. You got to have uh -huh. money to do anything. Yeah, anybody could create art and mm -hmm. do different stuff, but what level are you at with it all? Mm -hmm. You know, I think that there's, I mean, I, I've played the game in so many ways. I, I would love to go and be. Can uh, I go inside? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm in the back. Okay. Why don't you leave the thing on? You leave it on. Just you, I'll give you the mic. Take this? Yeah. And I like all this bumping and mics scraping on your shirt. Oh, yeah. Perfect. That's reality. <laughs> That's the real deal, man. Stuck in my... Oh, 
All right, Jim, I'll see you later. Okay. Okay. You know, I think that the idea of, uh, like, what I had with the bat cave there, yeah. I mean, that was that was me. I mean, it was so me. I know. You know, like, going, this it. is just my world. And people would come in and go, what the fuck is going on the here? Thing, the fucking... Had the mannequins hanging from the yeah. ceiling and all the different crap. Yeah, because I had all that missing persons gear. <laughs> it's like, because I had bought out that studio that used to be their rehearsal studio. I know. It's like going, boy. That was those were fun times, wasn't it? I I, I miss that. It's like I loved living in the warehouse and yeah. And I had mean, talk about a friggin' loft, dude. Oh, I know. It was like, that was five thousand feet of space <laughs> that I had. It was like, oh my god. Yeah, oh yeah, you know he's dead. Oh no. Uh, death by cop. Oh no. Yeah, he had like two strikes. And he did something, the police were after him, and they oh, shot him. Yeah. I know, I, I definitely had a... Okay, this is my mess. I'm yeah. embarrassed. I expect no less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is a... So this is the stuff that you were talking about. Yeah, this is... This is like, so this is like the process. It looks like candy. It sure does. And and you you so cut like, these things. So it's and basically you, you got stuff. yeah you got like so it's like sheet material. Mm -hmm. And I'll go and I um I'll go and it's like it's sticky. So it's like going it'll you know stick to it. So it's oh, like I'll just yeah. go and cut out pieces. Oh, arts and crafts. Yeah, very very artsy. You know, like, like playing with Play-Doh almost. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, you, it's not squishy, it's still solid. Is this drying or is it just like you look at it so you can know to make the other one the same way? Oh, well, I was just making some, I was doing the patterns of these. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like I got a shitload. How much time does it take to produce a set? Oh, I don't know. I mean, to go and like, thought I made those, what, five of them maybe took me 20 minutes okay. or something. You know, it's like, because I, I know I, this, the process. It's like going, I go and I take the, usually I'll take the two sheet materials mm -hmm. and then I'll cut it into a... What do you cut it with? Uh, scissors. Okay. You know, I'm, I was using this. This is a little bit overkill. I probably just oh, need shears. Yeah, this worked. But this is a little pain in the ass because it doesn't mm -hmm. really... I just got them today because I couldn't find no scissors. Mm -hmm. But uh, so what I'll do is I'll go and I'll put it together and make the two. Then I'll cut thin strips... And I'll go and have like, so I'll have like, that would be black and red, black and red, black and red, black and red. Then I just cut little strips. So now I've got a tiny little pieces that are, you know, black and red. And then I just kind of put it through, like I cycle them all till it's round and it's about the size. You know, so it's like that'll go in the mold. So these, they probably could use like a little more material on them. So, okay. you know, some other little. You think that's your guy? And then I bring, I bring him all this stuff, and then I was like, okay, run me these things. Mm -hmm. You know, and then it's like I'll get them, and let's see. There's another problem with your product is that you made them too good. Yeah, they, they don't ever. 
You know, in skateboarding, if you buy, if you have a 30-year-old skateboard, parts of the rubber turn, they crack and they just break into your hands. They crumble. Oh, yeah. Your thing's maybe different than this, I guess. Uh, you know what? It's like going, they last a long time. It depends on how someone keeps them because weathering, like they could go and dry out and stuff okay. if you have them. If you had them in a case or something or somewhere in a box in your garage. Yeah, they're fine. They're going to go last a long time, I mean, because this is a, like a natural material. Okay. The thing that everybody else does, because in manufacturing, if you're doing, you know, high-volume manufacturing, yeah. you don't do stuff. Everything's injection molded. This, these are, like, I have this, this is a, the back parts are injection molded, but the tops are compression molded. Okay, injection as opposed to so it's like, so injection mold is, you know, the material kind of goes through little shot cavities a, and yeah. shot into the uh -huh. thing and makes that where the compression will put in, yeah, it presses down with heat and pressure. You know, then this is a interesting, what I'm doing now, these. Oh, cool. How cool. Yeah, so then it's like, I, now I could... Yeah, these are, they're, I'm just starting to do them. I just, How neat. yeah, so that way I could go make them any color by painting the inside. Oh, or just leave it translucent too, right? Yeah, oh, yeah so they could light up. So, you know, I got a guy actually, you got to do a, a champagne sparkle, you know, finish. So I'll just go and paint the inside of it a champagne sparkle so you can't even scratch it off right. or anything. You know, it's just like little things like this is like nobody who's making electronic drums is doing anything like this. I mean, I have like, I've definitely upped the bar to the level I'm going, I'm doing way more than any of these guys are doing of making custom cool stuff. I hope you're charging appropriately for it. I think actually, you know what? Everybody tells me I should charge more money. Yeah. And. Well, I know that it's like the the stuff is like going. It it has a value, but the market will only bear a certain amount. Okay. So there's certain things that I'm going. Well, it's like yeah, I know it's reasonable and everything, but I, it's like I want more guys in the game. I want to get you more. You have to make sure that you're in the game. Then. Well, it, yeah, but it's tough. It's right. just tough no matter what because you're in business and. Sit here. Where are you going to sit? Yeah. Well, let me just sit down here. I'm just gonna open it. Door over here. Yeah, it's like going. Yeah, is that you know like I don't know pricing is so weird with stuff because you know you got you have list pricing and map pricing and all this different stuff and yeah. and I'm I'm not even selling to resellers, but no, it, but it's direct. but it's not like I would be opposed to doing it if it could go on. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like I, I I'd like to pick up some you know, out-of-the-country distributors, mm -hmm. you know, to say, I'll just do what I'm doing here in the U.S. Okay. And if you want South America or you want France or you yeah, want yeah. Germany, you know what, I'll deal with a distributor and go, yeah. okay, you want to buy, you got just got to buy 100 pads at a time. Yeah. I'll give you this deal and you do your country. Right. You know, I'd be up for that. But I'm, you know, I'm not going to go and be, you know, doing that here and, Dealing with retailers and all that kind of crap. I don't really want to have to go and do that. It doesn't seem productive. I mean, like, I feel like your talents are in the art. You know, like, like I, me, you're an idea person more than a um, I, production person. Yeah, well, that's one of the things, too, that I, I, I had said in just a previous interview that I did with somebody is mm -hmm. that 
you think that, you know, you do certain things in your life and you go, okay, I did this, yeah. I did this, I did this. You know what? Mm -hmm. I think I've done quite a bit of stuff to prove a value that mm -hmm. you have. Okay. And then you look and you're going, wow, you would think that it's like you did these things over here, you've shown it, and then do you ever get, does somebody ever go, hey, you know what? We should go and get Dan Dawes. He knows things about it. And going, no, I don't see any of that going on. I don't see but, nobody knocking but, on my door because they see that I'm a creative person. I think person. that's because you, of you, your description of the child that you like, which is a child that's that's by themselves and that's not going to be pushing on other kids and da 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 da. You know, and that's the part that maybe the component that could help you. You know, is that somebody selling you? You know, because because. Um, there's, they'll do it with somebody who's incompetent. Why would they go seek out somebody who's competent? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that, that's that's the whole thing. It's like going because the machine works fine, you know, as you know, faulty. Why yeah. do they need a guy like you that can actually deliver? Yeah. Well, that the, one of the things too that I just you know I get a lot of people who don't really know very much, and I I've been around this stuff for so long. I you know go you don't realize there's a reason why I'm doing it this way. There's a reason why I'm not raising my hand really high and going hey I'm doing this hey look at me look at me. It's like I I don't roll that way and if I'm ready to roll at a bigger level I got to be prepared to follow through because I've been in this game before. Be yep. careful what you ask for because yep. you might get it. Yep. And then can you actually do you know what you said you can do? Or do you want to? Exactly. And, and in a lot of these things, I'm going, I do, I know that if I'm going to put this together, I'm going, you know what? I know all the shit to get this done. I know how to prep all the inventory to go and get things at a certain level. I'm making 100 pads, 1,000 pads, 2,000 pads. Okay, I need to hold this amount of that, and i got to keep this going in these ways. And I know all those things. Mm -hmm. And as much as I would prefer if I could, to be someone who had a value for their artistic vision, I have yet to really see that, you know, in my career mm -hmm. kind of come about. Mm -hmm. Where I remember being a kid and just like, you know, first time was some like people going, well, what do you want to do when you grow up? What do you want to do? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you go, oh, do I want to be a cowboy, a mailman, a policeman? Mm -hmm. sure. and, and then it's like when I finally got a little bit older and I was like, you know what I want to do? I want to do what I want to do. Mm -hmm. That's my goal. Mm -hmm. And I like to create things. Yes, you make things. I make you things. You make things. I, it's like going, so I, I have a different, I, I pull different odd things together and turn them into something else. Yeah. And it's like that, I think I, I have a, a vision for stuff like that. Yeah. And it could be something that like I'm you know it's not like I haven't sold a lot of drum pads but I know I could sell a real real lot of something yeah if I actually had the support of a mm -hmm. system that was capable of funding the thing and promoting does, the thing right because right. to think that I've done all of this with no money on, on my own dime mm -hmm. and got it at a level where I'm going wow you've been making this shit for a long mm -hmm. time mm -hmm. And it kind of has been going just off 
what you've done. It's yep. like it's not like I'm going, hey, I could go and throw ten grand in right now, and then I could work with it. No, right. it's like I'm going, oh, I got a few hundred bucks, so I got to get this. And then I gotta, it's like right. little, you know, little baby steps all the time. Yeah, because I don't have a sugar daddy to go and be like, mm -hmm. hey, we're gonna make a big move here. Mm -hmm. Like to watch what these companies are doing in electronic drums. You do not get in the electronic drum game now without throwing in millions of dollars. Mm. It's like, did you see DW just show their electric kit that they're working no, with? No, the they're company. doing that. Yeah, they, they're working with a company, their distributor in Germany, who I guess funded it, Giwa, flagship kit with the touch screen and all the, you know, high end mm -hmm. bells and whistles. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think DW, it's like, I don't know how much. You know who the design team was. Yeah, I don't think DW. It's like their money is like, but Giwa I think is involved. With okay, them. so they've got a shitload of money and eighty five hundred dollar kit. You know, and it's in basically using DW drums with mesh heads. I mean, it's it's not like oh the shells. Yeah, they're just you know they're basically mm. going to go and say okay, well we've got the DW name. That's what it is. The DW name and going mm. and you got a flagship drum brain, but mm -hmm. it's like. And it's, it's really cool. I mean, the brain does a lot of shit, very high-end, cool thing, but that's a lot of money. That thing has got to easily cost four grand for just the brain. Mm -hmm. You know, and how many drummers can go and afford to get in a game like that to simulate acoustic drums? Well, why wouldn't you just use acoustic drums? Not many working drummers could afford that. And, and, and when you look at what the game is mm -hmm. nowadays, that someone could go and buy a $500 electric drum set at Guitar Center. Yeah. They could go plug it in their computer and mm -hmm. play BFD or Superior Drums, and it's going to sound amazing. Yes. So who cares that it was even a piece of crap $500 setup? Look what the result was. Yeah. So when you go and say, oh, okay, here's our angle as DW. We're going to put out an $8,000 drum kit mm -hmm. and go in the result of what a guy could get on a $500 kit yeah. with some $300 software is going to yeah. be comparable. It's the truth. And it's so it's like going, are you bought in, are you buying into all the hype and everything? Oh, beautiful wood shells. It, it's a trigger in there that costs a dollar. Right. It's right. like going, you put all this other crap in there and you put some, some fancy words in there to make it look so futuristic and high tech. And mm -hmm. it really isn't. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's the same shit repackaged. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. But... Repackaged and, and associated to a specific name. And it's like going, it's, I'm glad that it's like going, and it's funny to see this cycle of all these companies getting back into electronic drums. Pearl is back in. Really? It's like Tama is distributing the two box. It's like now you've got DW in there. You've got all these big drum companies now who are putting their focus onto electronics again 30 years later. After they got who are, in... Who are they for? Who are those products for? I think it's just to get market share, to make money, that's all. But they, who's buying them? Who buys... Like Because it sounds to me like what you're telling me is that a lot of the people that bought Dawes drums were real drummers who are already making a living at playing the drums in gigantic bands. Mm -hmm. So it's not like somebody bought an electronic drum set and then became a drummer. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't... So who's buying these $8,500 drum sets? Lawyers. Yeah. 
It's like very few drummers. They're, they're going to give away a few to some poster boys, and they'll go and do that, and that'll be their flagship thing, and, and maybe they could go and take some of the technology that they've done with their development and come out with a lower-end kit that utilizes... They'll probably sell more. Yeah, it's and like make, going, make even more money. Yeah, but it's like going, I, I get it. It's like, why does Roland always have a really high-end kit to sell the lower kits? So they develop all this stuff and throw this as the flagship. Oh, $7,000 for our new TD-50 kit or something. I'd rather get either DAWs pads or anything, and I'd rather go in my garage and hook it up to something that I have or that I bought, like a recycler for... Make know, it for, work. Yeah, and then get my guitar buddy to come over... And maybe get some digital delays and just bop, 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 Explore. bop, bop, Yeah, and just go off and get lost. Exactly, but that's what I think that there's so many ways to do stuff nowadays. And I, as much as it's like going, I think it's cool. I mean, I, I'm glad to see electronic drums. The, the reason that you're seeing these guys getting in because electronic drums are huge in sales right now. Oh, they are. So oh, it's not it's just huge. an imitative thing. They're actually going for money. Oh, yeah, because it's like going, the amount of drummers that are buying electronic drums is more than ever. These companies wouldn't be thrown... Mapex lost $4 million when they did their infused system that they did a few years back. You know, they, they had a guy that they hired to come in to be the spearhead guy and... Why they would do that, I don't know, and entrust somebody with such a huge budget mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. and and go and somebody who's never done anything like that before mm -hmm. and then ended up screwing them it they ended up being a boat anchor, and they lost like four million dollars mm. now again, who are buying so who's buying these drums and what are they using them for because I've never seen I've never been at a coffee shop and saw a band play and they're playing electronic drums I hardly ever see anybody playing electronic drums it's so rare so they're not seeing stages very little and no it's, no recording studios exist anymore except in homes yeah and that's where they are okay I think that it's like going there's so many people who are playing at home and it's like going and you got recording studios at home and it's like going people don't want to have the you know the loud noise so that's a big deal to go and have it quiet and be able to control it so it's like a more condensed environment that it's going in because it's not in live situations it's not like that it doesn't go on sometimes the percentage is less than 10%. I'd say less than 5%. Yeah, I mean, when's the last time you went to a concert or saw photos of a concert of I band. never see it, and I see yeah. a lot of shows. You know, I, I just ran across some of the Beach Boys, remember? Oh, yeah. The two drums. I have to give you the photos. But oh, dude, bunch, I'd love to have Yeah, there's that. a bunch of Stamos, and he's at, there at UCLA, and, you know, it was like, nothing, I mean, God, I don't know. How I had, many it's dolls funny, I had, I had put up a picture on Instagram a few months ago, yeah. and it was a clip that was from Full House. Oh, cool. That the pads were oh, in. Oh, good. When the, when the girls were little, and yeah, they were in good. that scene with mm -hmm. him. And it was funny, because it was like, <laughs> somebody writes, even Uncle Jesse uses Dawes pads. Yeah, <laughs> you totally helped him. You totally helped him out. I mean, because that and when the when the Beach Boys, uh, he was playing with the Beach Boys, and he liked to play some drums as well as guitar and other other things. And they already had a drummer, so in that situation, they did have, and as you know, and you you know, you're very generous. I mean, they had two sets of Dawes pads on because they had two crews. So they'd be setting one some one crew is in Atlanta setting up the other crews like in uh -huh. you know. And so there's identical DAWs with Gibraltar hardware, you know, on both. And we're talking big setups. And you, they're bitching biker 
chrome-backed. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, the chrome-backs those? <laughs> on those, too. I know. Well, it's funny when I see stuff that comes around, because, you know, like, you forget through the years. And I, I did a certain amount of, of chrome-backs, and they were totally killer. I mean, mm -hmm. it's like that's a, that, that's a whole process. They're so metal. Of, They're so cool looking yeah it's yeah. like going at that that foiling process oh. i've been looking into it again i haven't found somebody to be able to do it for me reasonably oh. they wanted so much money i uh -huh. went to a place and they were like oh well we want five dollars per square inch whoa i'm like oh, how do you sell what that the fuck man yeah. so what one back is going to cost forty dollars <laughs> for foiling to make it look chrome right it's like uh, i don't think that's going to work <laughs> But yeah, it's interesting when I see stuff come back because as many pads as I've made, there's it's like I could look at a pad and be like, that came from about this time. Oh, you know. And that's what I was doing at yeah, this time. Know. And these were the things that were going on then. Mm -hmm. And it puts me back to a certain point. And those, those chrome backs were always a, a thing because they were like some of the coolest things. And they I were. only let them out to select people. Oh, okay. I didn't, that's not something that I was like, I made like as an offering. Okay. As a thing. Oh, it would okay. be like, unless you knew me. Yeah. And you came in, those were like, like the specialty stash. Oh, wow. So there's, it's, it's funny that guys don't really realize that I do, I, there's certain people that I like. Yeah. And when there's somebody that I like, mm -hmm. I'll be like, okay, I'll pull out the good shit. For you. <laughs> It's like going, because it's like, I'm not going to go and let other people know that this is even here yeah. or diluted in with anything else, because yeah. I've only got X amount of it. Sure. And it's like going, and if it's going to go somewhere, I want it to go to a good home kind mm -hmm. of a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that, that always matters to me. That's why even with like the colors and stuff too, sometimes it'd be like going... I don't even want to let anybody know I have this because there's going to be someone that comes over and I'm going to be like, I'm going to pull that out and be like, oh man, that's the shit. That's what I want. Isn't that the paradox of growth though? Because wouldn't you lose a lot of control if you grew too large? Oh, of course. Yeah, I, I don't, I, it, it's hard to say. I mean, I don't really know that. I mean, you knew that that was back in my heyday. Yeah. You know, when I had the bat cave and all that, I was yeah. selling lots of pads to cat and, you know, they were selling stuff all over the world. Yeah. And you were working all the time. I was working all the time. Yeah. And I had, yeah. I had a bunch of employees. Yeah. I mean, I think I had like 10 employees at one time. Wow. And it's like going, I, I remember getting orders every week. They'd be like, all right, here's another order. And going, fuck, 500 pads this week? That's, That's awesome. That That's was awesome. insane. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, I, it's been nothing like that. Sure. Since, right. you know, that thing. But well, a lot of people when, went in there and took a bite out of your ass, too. Oh, yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I still feel it. <laughs> it's my kids feel it. <laughs> Daddy! <laughs> I know, it is. It's like going... I think that it was... It, there was an awakening that came with when Roland and these companies, they started realizing how, because I was the number one maker of pads yes. back then. Yeah. So they were like, what the fuck, where did this come from? Mm -hmm. And they've got all kinds of resources. And now you've got like, you know, Cat, who's still, they, you know, obviously were bigger than me because they had more things going on. But compared to a Roland or a Yamaha? Yeah. It's like they don't they don't got funds and it's and it was funny because back when the TD7 came out, uh -huh. 
That was the first. Our little brain. The whole all box. Yep. It's all in the box. Little with tiny the rack box. And yep. the thing, the whole thing. You get in all the pieces. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't available before. Everything was components. Yes. Everybody was buying a D4 and my pad. It was very and special. Yeah, you had to piece it together. And they were piecing together the thing. And now all of a sudden, oh, one box. Mm -hmm. And I remember when they uh, announced the TD7, I got a message from from Cat going, they go, oh, you know, we're not going to be able to buy the minimum because I had an arrangement with them. You got to buy so many drums a month and I'll give you this price. Okay. So they're like, well, you know, Roland's getting in. We're not going to be able to buy the minimum anymore. And I said, okay, well, you're fired. I'm never selling you a drum again. Mm -hmm. That was it. End of the relationship. That's how that ended. That's how okay. it ended. Okay. So 